0: Welcome heathens and witches, we're, we're back starting our podcast, we're back. we're back for episode. another one, man, I totally forgot how we start these, but it's like two weeks, you would think I could remember this, but boy howdy, no, I cannot. No, at the
1: beginning of every episode, we're like, how do we start this again? I don't know why. and I'm always and you like, we should is? listen to like a previous episode, or maybe it's I should because it It's because
0: it's different than the rest of the content I produce for uh, <laughs> YouTube, for the intro, and I've been doing the same intro for YouTube for like the better part of what like four years. Well, the whole time. That you yeah, the whole time. Yeah. So, like, it's just hard to remember. Whatever. Which, you know what? Honestly, if you're new here, welcome. Um, we're we're going to get on topic. Don't worry. We get there. It just... We, I, that, my job is to get us off topic. So That's, that's
1: true. That's so we start off topic. So we that's... start off topic and we, we yeah. get to it.
0: Um, <laughs> if, you're, if you're watching this on... Uh, if you're listening to us on your podcast thing, subscribe. These come out every other week. Welcome to the Horn and Cauldron podcast. By the way, I don't know if I actually said those words we yet. We have not said okay, that. Okay, that's totally okay. We're, we'll get there. Um, welcome to the Horn
1: and Cauldron
0: podcast. There we go. <laughs> hey, look at that. I'm just. We're not even going to edit this. This is one one take. Um, I'm John Norgrove. This is Julie Norgrove. This is a Witchy podcast for Witchy folk. And uh, yeah, we are. Uh, we're, we do this every other week. We get a new podcast out every other Monday um it's on everything if you're listening please subscribe so that way you you catch everything new uh if you're watching us on youtube don't forget to like this video comment below share subscribe ring the bell and do all that kind of stuff if you are listening to us and you would like to see our silly looking faces while we do this well we're on uh youtube i i think i already said that but uh we're on youtube under nerd jive the all the youtube content we produce which is Four times a week is um, Nerd Jive. If you want to hit us up on social media, literally everything, it's Nerd Jive. And uh, we have a Patreon. Uh, so please support our Patreon. Yep. We, um, with every one of these episodes, it takes me about a week to produce it, but we have a couple of Book of Shadows pages come out for these. If you want to subscribe to our Patreon channel and uh, get... Really cool, arty, like eclectic book of shadows things because I do like weird
1: and phone graphic design.
0: Oh yeah, and cell phone backgrounds. Yeah. I made mean, cell phone backgrounds for each one of these. If you're listening, you're not gonna catch this, but like if you're if you're on the um if you if you're watching it on YouTube, you'll catch it. They're they're super dope. That is just blown the heck out. But I have them for the uh, the main label for the podcast, the main album cover for the podcast and
1: for Ostara. We have these for
0: Ostara. Oh, I have them for. For Aphrodite, and we're we are we are going to do Book of Shadows pages and cell phone backgrounds um, for the uh, episodes previous, but you know those those already happened, and we're moving forward. So today yeah. we are going to learn about working with the Fey. So take it away, the person who actually knows what the heck they're talking about here. <laughs> I'm just here to distract you guys. And that be fun. is
1: true. you are distracting too.
0: Yeah, that's that's my role here. I do I do the talking in every other pod and every other video we produce. So she does the talking in this one, and I'm just here to uh, interject by getting us off topic and ranting about something.
1: And yeah, non corporeal that's, that's pretty much what we do. <laughs> so today we're talking about working with the fae uh it's springtime right now if you're listening to this when this first comes out and that's a perfect time to learn about the fae because really they're just kind of like Getting active again, yeah. um, you know they're around all the time. But the spring is when the fae really start kind of like waking up from winter slumber, as it were. Uh, and you can call them the fae or fairies or fair folk, however or you want to spell that. Fae yeah. folk with however many e's or i's and y's you care to yeah. insert there. R's, <clears throat> whatever. All Just, the however, same thing.
0: It's all it's all the same thing. And and let's 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 start with. Just because this has come up in a couple of previous ones, um, we we are not experts. We are doing research on this and presenting you guys some information. We are uh, longtime heathens and witches, yep. but um, you know we're not an expert on anything. So if, if if you have a differential opinion, comment below. Let us know. Maybe we'll respond. Yeah. Um, and if you whatever. like our
1: content and would like it to get further in depth or have more information or just have more of it, definitely hit us up on Patreon because yeah. we both work full-time jobs yeah. and um, we would love to do, we would love, we would to, love to be this. doing like
0: 504s on singular gods like Aphrodite, but right now we have yeah. 101s and uh, yeah. So yeah. Rem- remember, a lot of this is the first time round is going to be like sort of a cursory overlook. On things, and then as we circle back to these, or we circle back with specificity into their genres, uh, we will get more specific. Uh, yeah. So that's really where you're gonna get the details. We a lot of things that
1: we want to cover too. We have, so.
0: we have months, <clears throat> months of episodes planned. Um, yeah. So yeah, don't worry; it's always gonna come out. It might be super late at night, but that's just because I'm crazy lazy.
1: Well, it's really more because we work regular full-time jobs and have lives. <laughs> Yeah, so. that's true. That's true. Yeah. Sometimes you get home we, on
0: Sunday and you're just like, I don't want to do nothing. I'm just going to, we're going to wait. We'll record it on Monday after work and I'll edit it and I'll upload it to everything. It's fine. I don't need yeah. to sleep. Sleep is for the dead.
1: Yeah. So oh. uh, anyway, uh, we'll, uh, we'll just get into it. Um, so um, I'm primarily going to call them the fae and fairies. My preferred method of calling them something is really fae. I think it sounds cool. Yeah. Um, And I usually spell it with an
0: E. The way that I say it, yeah. Yeah,
1: that's really just a personal choice there. So whatever you call them, the fae are uh, a type or several types of beings or spirits that live in harmony with nature. And they have a, they're characterized by a curious and often mischievous and sometimes Mal- malefic nature mm-hmm. um and uh sometimes the term of fairies encapsulates what we would like to think of as like elementals or nymphs or brownies not the ones you eat uh goblins <laughs> pixies gnomes leprechauns trolls and even elves depending no. on where
0: you yeah, are I guess You could technically eat a fairy also but that's um
1: I, would I, think not be very get, nice. I think that's how you get. In in fact, I think you get
0: trapped in their realm. There's I a bunch of rules about not that. eating their food. I imagine I, eating them is worse. Yeah, but.
1: I think that that's in a movie of some sort. Mm, yes, um, I want to say it's like Legend or something. No, 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 no. It's uh,
0: it's the uh, it's the comedy movie where he has the like minotaur, dong around his neck. Um. Oh shoot! Yeah, the bad guy is like like grabbing fairies out of the air and pinching their wings off and just eating and, them. and grinding them up in a mortar and pestle yeah. and snorting them like cocaine like magical yeah. cocaine, yeah. I don't
1: remember what that mm. is. What is that
0: movie called? I'm actually gonna You'll look that to look up. Look that up.
1: Yeah. Uh, anyway, so fairies are usually humanoid creatures uh, who possess magical powers. Although that's really where all of sort of the generalities between stories of fairies end. They are there are many, many stories uh, of fairies who range in size from being a few inches or even like a centimeter or a half an inch. Mm. If you're using freedom. Your highness. Oh, your highness. Your highness. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Natalie.
0: Norman, James Franco, Zoe Deschanel, yeah, this is an all-star freaking cast, dude.
1: Yeah, that was yeah. horrifying. This a great movie. Watching yeah, him He East I fucked was fucked up, super traumatized. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, some some of these fairies are like a few inches or like a centimeter tall to those that are like about the size of a human. They're not generally larger than a human, but uh, a lot of fairies have uh, the ability to change shape as well, or, or at will. Uh, in addition to um, Having wings, some are barefoot, some wear shoes. There's really all kinds of different deviations of what fairies uh, are purported to look like, based on stories and folk tales. Um, but so it's really interesting because you'd think that it's more of like a like a tight thing, but fairies really vary a lot. Throughout uh, different cultures, and of course, the culture that we're most familiar with having fairies is uh, Celtic culture. Mm-hmm. But fa- fairies, um, fairies sort are sort of exist in. They've been found. Fa- th- there are stories about fairies in yeah. every and it might not be it might not be the same in every term. Corner but of the world.
0: There's always like um, some vaguely smaller than you asshole who has. Uh, connection to nature who's trying to fuck with you because you're doing, like, some dumb shit about nature. It's It's generally like, this dude's cutting too many trees down. Well fairies are going to put tags in your shoes. Don't, don't, don't fucking yeah. cut down so many trees, asshole. You don't need them like that. It's generally like that kind of thing. But yeah, that yeah. is like culturally <clears throat> represented in every way. Fairies are sort of up there with like dragons. You might not call them dragons. Sometimes they're just like winged lizards or like winged snakes, but, um, dragons exist in every culture, like historically to some respect. fae folk are the same. Yeah. Like there's, there's always like, um, like tiny nature tricksters. You're yeah, there's mess your
1: always shit up. tiny nature tricksters. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, so fairies Tree hoodlums, are. hoodlums, <laughs> whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Tree hoodlums. Yeah. Maybe some of them. Yeah, maybe um... some of them. That's fair. <laughs> uh, now, fairies are thought to live underground uh, in a realm that's so dangerous that you can't consume food or water, like you've already yep. mentioned. Yep. Yep. Um, or you can't leave. You have to stay there. It sounds uh, awfully a lot like the Greek underworld, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, or I mean, you know, a bunch of places where you're not really supposed to be um, and some sketchy dudes are offering you some stuff. Like, hey, man, you should totally eat this, like, sandwich, right? Doesn't it look good? You're like, all right, well, that's too much intensity about this sandwich. I'm never going to eat again. Thanks. Uh, you know <laughs> I what like I mean? I feel
1: like you can't have that cursed sandwich. Yeah,
0: you can't have that cursed sandwich. I mean, I don't know. If it's a salami sandwich, I might take that risk. Uh, but, like, no, yeah. The, the like, standard issue bit on the fey folk with regard to eating food is that is that you can go there to, like, plead the king of the fairy folk or what have you. Um... Or or whatever the, like your particular like action is for going to the fairy realm in your story from like ancient to modern, uh, but the like the, the no 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 is always to never partake of any food or drink when you're in that realm because that the, the food or the drink is what enchants you or curses you or enthralls you you know depending on again who you're reading and yeah. what time period you're reading it in, um, <clears throat> and that's what traps you there. Uh, where you become sort of like uh, I've heard everything from like being turned into one of them to like simply dying there, uh, like so they can eat you or whatever. Yeah. Um. To uh, being enthralled, and when you leave, you're not the you that went there yeah. because you ate their food, and now you're the person in the like our world who's like moving stuff around, like moving parts for them. You know mm-hmm. that style. So there's a bunch of different iterations of how. Uh, eating shit over there is a no-no.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they live underground, and um, the term itself is uh, is kind of a fun one. You know, I love that, like, old word st- kind of stuff. So the term fairy um, usually means enchanted or magical, okay. depending on the etymology of where it's coming from. And uh, that word comes from... Faerie, so F-A-E-R-I-E, <laughs> um, meaning realm of the Faes, uh, and fae is an old French word um, that denotes a woman who knows magic, so the power of stones and herbs and yeah. words, uh, and some people think that the French word is partially inspired by the Germanic word fey, F-E-Y, uh, which means fated to die. And I think maybe an amalgamation of those things helps to really cement the idea of what fairies are. Yeah, of course, of yeah. course, yeah.
0: Well, and I mean, you know, anytime you're looking at something historical like this and, and you're going back in time, especially like prehistory, or like... Um, uh, sort of like, pr- like anything that's sort of like pre-Christian era European or anything like that. You kind of, you sort of have to think about it like the telephone game we all played as a kid. Like, kind of like lines get crossed and things get changed. And if um, your particular understanding is something that we do not bring up, please comment below on our YouTube yep. video so that way everybody can know because like like everything, there are a bunch of stories and not all of them can be gotten to or honestly, like, found in our first run-through of researching.
1: Absolutely. You know what Absolutely. I mean? And like we said earlier, we are n- by no means self-professed experts. We are just some people talking into a microphone yeah. slash camera. Yeah. Uh, so, um, into traditions, uh, like I said before, stories of fairies have been found in all corners of the world. All religions all continents, all corners of the world, and they generally have a lot of the same characteristics, as in they are sort of nature spirits. They're generally smaller in stature. They are typically curious and mischievous, and it can be... um, it can be a big thing uh, to make a bargain with them. Mm-hmm. So you see a lot of that. Um, but an old Christian belief um, is that um, fairies weren't quite good enough to be angels and not quite evil enough to be devils. So they sort like of walk the in-between. And I really actually like that I idea. I like that. That's fun. <laughs> there are other beliefs associated with um, the the how christianity um and abrahamic religions view fairies but i think that that one is definitely my favorite yeah, that's a fun one um, like that. but th- we don't really know how old that belief goes back it is a, it is my best guess that it goes back to about that dark ages time frame we're really seeing all of that stuff change where you're seeing the christianization of these ancient old world religions mm-hmm. and um since this old, since this Christian belief that they were not quite good enough to be angels, not quite evil enough to be demons, uh, various people since then have argued that fairies are. Uh, a variety of things, including evil spirits held in thrall by a sorcerer that was very common in the early Middle Ages. You gotta worry
0: about sorcerers, just thralling stuff. You gotta
1: worry about that. Yep, yep. Uh, and others liked them, likened them to benevolent nature elementals. Mm. Uh, in particular, fairies were sometimes called solar angels, which were little angels that lived in the sun, And they came out to help guide the life, as it were, of plants and animals. Okay. And they were usually depicted as um, tiny little flames. So, you know, there there's really a lot of acceptance for fairies sure, across sure. the world. Uh, but in in Scottish folklore, there is a, um, a thing called the Seelie Court. And that's S-E-E-L-I-E. Uh, and I may not be pronouncing that in a true Scottish way. So I apologize if I'm not. Um, but the uh, Seelie Court is something that's bled over into popular culture in a variety of ways. And essentially, the Seelie Court is all of the fairies... Um, in Scotland, or you know that the in in the tradition, uh, they have a place in the Seelie Court. So in the Seelie Court, so like think of it like a like a like a king or a queen's court. You know, mm-hmm. you've got all these fancy people standing around, in fancy dresses. So that's kind of the same idea here. So the Sealy Court was for upper class fairies, and they were fairies that like playing mostly harmless pranks. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them would ride horses as well. Um, or tiny animals much like of these horses.
0: tiny dudes just hanging on to horses. A lot of them. Uh, on my horses. favorite my favorite like uh, imagery for this is the like um, the like wingless fairy like wingless fae folk, the wingless fairy uh, riding uh, tree squirrels. <clears throat> That's yeah. like my all-time favorite. There's uh, there's some pretty awesome like uh, paintings of like um, fae folk, like little dressed in leaves mm-hmm. and bramble fey folk riding like uh, red uh, red squirrels. Yeah, forest squirrels and shit. I love that's
1: super fun. Yeah, it's adorable. I love it. Now, (laughs) when you have the Seelie Court, you also have the Unseelie Court. Yeah, which is for the broken Seelie Court. (laughs) A little like that. Yeah, Um, it's for those fairies that are malicious to humans. So, like the bad boys, not the bad boys with the heart of gold, but the bad guys, jerks. Uh, And then there were also a third type of fairy in Scottish folklore, and they are the trooping fairies, and these fairies live in small camps uh, sometimes by themselves although that's a bit more rare um, and a bit more by type so for instance leprechauns are uh, generally accepted as fairies and those ones are usually uh, characterized as living living solitarily
0: mm. Okay.
1: yeah so trooping fairies and trooping fairies just would like troop about they were yeah. nomadic
0: so you've got you've got Seelies, non sealies and troops.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Seelies, bad Seelies, and troops.
1: Yeah, good Seelies, bad sealies, and um, nomads. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Hermetically Seelies, broken Seelies, wanderers.
1: Yeah, yeah. And pretty intrinsically tied in with the fairy side of things and the Sealy court is, um, I'm going to attempt to say this, and I even like wrote down the pronunciation here for so i would normally say this tuatha de danann but in learning what the pronunciation is it looks like it's thuide dunan
0: the tuatha de danann
1: Okay, so you get to say that word now. <laughs> yeah, the Tuahedadanan. The Tuahedadanan.
0: Yeah, the Tuahedadanan. Okay,
1: you're mostly gonna say that Yeah, that's word. fine. It's okay. So, yeah. the...
0: That's at least the way that I've always heard it pronounced, the Tuahedadanan. Yeah. All right, well... I do don't you know why. Say... That's just the way that I've always heard it pronounced. We'll it's... make this a little bit yeah. like it's a Scottish game thing. That's just the way people talk about so it. So, the... The Tuatha Dé Danann.
1: <laughs> in modern times are known as as fairies. Um, but it's very likely that pre-Christianity, these were actually deities in Ireland. And we've talked briefly yeah, about yeah, the, some of them Yeah, the before. Tuatha
0: Dé Danann are definitely... So, it, That's it's always weird. And I was thinking about this when you were first starting the research on it. I was just like, okay, I wonder if we're going to bring up the Tuatha Dé Danann. I also never know what the heck we're going to talk about, guys. That's not, <laughs> she knows... She's the researcher. I just have, like, a kind of absurd breadth of knowledge and am here mostly for commentary. But,
1: um, yeah. Mostly I like seeing what stuff he comes up with off the cuff <sighs> non-prompted.
0: A, a, a lot of... Uh, you you can find a lot of stuff that says the T'lododon and we're, were, like, fey folk, right? Um, but... You also find an equal, an equally large amount of stuff that says the Tuatha were, were gods. Yeah, and 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 the the like Irish folk because the Tuatha are like Irish gods. Yeah, uh, the, the the traditional or what have you. Um, the 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 folk were like in some ways or in in some readings, interpretations, whatever. In some of the things that I've read, the Tuatha and the Fae folk are different people. Fae folk are like. Um, uh, nature elemental sort of gods, and the Tuahede are sort of, like, the name and, like, um, like, conscience reference gods, right? The Tuahede have, like, um, uh, the god of death, whereas the fey folk would have, like, the god of, like, elder trees, right? So there's, there, like, in some interpretations, that's the difference. Mm-hmm. And in some, the word fairy or like the way that fairies were referred to, referred to the whole tribe of the Dedanen, and some of them were like big names, right? Just like when you to to put this into like Greek terms, like some of the Dedanen are like Zeus and like big names like that, mm-hmm. right? And I'm, man, I am like rapidly searching my memory for the names of these. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know them that well. I like—I uh-uh. know a good amount about the and but I don't know, like, enough. Well, and it's the, not really, like, my practice, so it's not something that I seek out. It's just something that I've acquired endlessly yeah. because I practice in a vaguely Scottish manner with these well, things. Well, the
1: Dagda is uh, commonly considered to be the king of the Twathedon. Yeah, the, 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 twa yeah, the
0: Dagda, yeah. Yeah,
1: uh, and, and a lot of other... Um, uh, Deities in in Irish uh, pantheon yeah. that way, but I mean, you're you're you bring up some interesting points, and the really the the really big thing about it is is most of the Irish and even Scottish and you know all of that sort of Germanic religion stuff was written down by Christian monks. Yeah, oh yeah, sure. The it, dark was, ages. it was recorded and like post. You
0: know, it's, yeah. it's, it's so the, like what it's, is and isn't true understanding and tradition yeah. with regard to like Norse mythology. We have this like logical cutoff where things changed pre-Christianity. The same thing with the Tawaharidanan or the fey folk, um, or, you know, or the Celts or the Picts or the, or the pagans or, 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 yeah. or, or, or who have you, um, everywhere around the world, to be completely frank, um, Christianity brought like writing shit down in in a way that was preservative.
1: Yes, but but at it the also same time, like kind of vaguely
0: tore those religions yes to pieces uh, because and even picked and chose devout, what didn't agree or yeah, disagree. Well,
1: even as devout as any of those monks would have been, they would have not been able to say this is what the people believe. They had to they had to inherently take what the native uh, beliefs and superstitions were and. Write them down, but in the light of a holy man reasoning them through Christianity. Because yeah. even even if if a monk wrote it down and someone else in the church felt that it was inflammatory or that it was heresy, they could just burn that book, never to be seen again, and I mean, they then they, they would that burn the person, guy. Yeah. Oh. So you know, there's a lot of that. So it's really not surprising to see that the um, to see that the Irish pantheon the.
0: The <laughs> um,
1: Really were sort of like demoted, as we've seen in other examples from, um, from Dude, more Germanic religions. Yeah. And Germanic, uh, really a counted. lot of them were not just made demoted in stature so fairies are short and small but also that they were demoted in their roles so many of them in in um, folklore stories passed down are described as kings and queens and other heroes and they have magical powers uh, but a lot of these stories take place in disparate times mm-hmm. in Irish um, folklore and in history in general so it really gives the idea that maybe these kings and queens have immortality much like you see with some of the uh beings in the arthurian legend side of things
0: yeah yeah a lot of times you uh you sort of adjust backwards into mortality Mm -hmm. so that way it's no longer um a story of dagda the king of the taladadan um and him having to deal with some sort of a trouble but it's like a king, and the Irish just happened to use the word Dagda for it. And, you know, he happened to be fighting some rebels about some stuff. And you sort of, like, you sort of, like, bland it out enough that it just sort of becomes, like, historical vagary, yeah. you know? I mean, that's, like, a that's a fairly common practice. But you also have the other well, side of that. Well, it's like
1: the that. thing they say in, in Lord of the Rings when they're talking about the ring. It's, you know, the story became legend and legend became myth. Yeah, exactly. And the myth was forgotten. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. Like, yeah. that happens. That's a reason why they say that. Um, but, so, so it's hard because you don't really have a lot of, like, written down um, uh, things for them. But going further backwards in time, because you, if you are a long-time listener of this podcast, you know that I like talking about how this would have looked in Paleolithic or Neolithic. Um, uh, okay, we're back. We got it. What was that? History? Yeah. So, um, if you're a longtime listener of our podcast, uh, first of all, thank you to all two of our listeners. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, but you'll know that I really like talking about the like super ancient and like paleolithic side of this sort of stuff. And, um, there's not really a lot, but there are some interesting things associated with it. Um. Uh, Some scholars believe that um, fairies and their ilk are actually remnants of a prehistoric era uh, or a prehistoric race. So back in the Paleo or Neolithic times, Mm -hmm. they they posit that what we know as fairies was actually another race that was trying to fight the people who ended up being our ancestors. Mm -hmm. And these... This race were shorter, and they typically lived underground. And perhaps if you want to get a little more fun with it, they used magic to defend themselves rather than tools, um, which indicates they'd be no match against iron, which is a common thing to repel fairies. Mm -hmm. Or, on the flip side of that, same idea but totally opposite in uh, practice, that they were superior in their weaponry, and they had iron, and they were not easy for us to beat. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of that like cultural memory thing. Uh, so it's kind of interesting the way that that maybe comes about. But yeah, it's an
0: interesting theory.
1: It is definitely an interesting theory. I don't know that I particularly like that quite as much, but do each his own. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But um, the first mention of fairies is actually in the 13th century, and the ever since that moment in time, fairies were popular, and they continued to rise in popularity throughout medieval times. And the depiction of fairies has evolved and sort of changed along with the needs of society for what they wanted fairies to be. But the current depiction of what you would think of in your mind's eye when you think of the word fairy is likely because it came about during the Victorian era. Uh, Thanks to um, authors and painters, fairies were very popular. In that era, so we're really looking at um, at a at like a fairly recent amount of time between what we know as fairies and when that originated, uh, which is a lot like tarot, surprisingly. So um, I was expecting them to be pretty old, but there's even an origin story for fairies that was written in Peter Pan. Hmm. Which was uh, written in 1902. I did. I do not know what that is off the top of my head, and I did not write that down.
0: <laughs> you catch you next time,
1: or not? Or read Peter Pan. I've never actually read Peter Pan, so I like the book. No, I've never actually read the book.
0: Wow. Okay. I mean, I haven't read it since I was like a wee child, but
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I've definitely read Peter Pan.
1: I didn't have time. I didn't have time. I guess. Um, Dang. And and fairies are so common in in modern pop culture in a variety of ways, aside from Tinkerbell. Um, And specifically in uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, there are... There's a thing about the fairy doors in Ann Arbor, Michigan. There are, um, like, a few dozen fairy doors on buildings, and they're usually at the very bottom of a building. Mm -hmm. And um, you can take, like, a like a walking tour of the downtown area for them and they are i looked at all the pictures they are adorable there is even a little fairy door that has an atm and a bank vault that's awesome it is so cute i love it and um obviously this is like super popular with kids so uh local children leave gifts for the fairies so like drawings and coins and candies and shiny rocks and other things like that in hopes that the fairies will receive them. And sometimes they write little letters to the fairies and stuff. It's super adorable. So if we ever go to Ann Arbor, I definitely want to check that out. <laughs> uh, but for most of the time that um, that that the Fey have really been around, it's primarily been that people are trying to avoid them. Um, most stories are about cautioning the listener to beware of the Fae and to employ charms to ward them off. So some popular things are um iron or bells particularly church bells um four leaf clovers wearing clothing inside out uh rowan trees um having them you know in your home or something like that there are some herbs that are thought to ward off fairies as well as carrying bread And the carrying bread one is interesting because the idea, the idea behind most of these is you carry them and it wards them off. The bread is like in case you see one, you just like give them this bread and then you just like hurry away.
0: We've all seen, we've all seen like Bugs Bunny and shit. Listen, you carry a steak to ward off dogs. Everybody knows how this works. (laughs) All male people carry steaks. Just in case a dog decides to get frisky. That's the lessons that I learned as a child, and I, be- I choose to believe that to this very day that all male personnel carry um, just like a pocket steak, just in case uh, there's a dog asshole. So <laughs> that's my belief.
1: <laughs> well, the fairies were a bit more malefic. I'll tell
0: you what, the FedEx guys that come to the brewery are uh, they always got a they always got a little treat for Chabo,
1: So. I mean that's uh, that's important. You gotta have traits for dogs that come your way. So I guess maybe not. But in in olden times, fairies were um, were were widely known, widely accepted. That is, that they that they would lead travelers astray mm-hmm. into deeper and darker parts of a forest, and they wouldn't be able to escape, or some other evil would befall them uh or into one of their fairy mounds um fairies were also known for stealing or hiding small items uh, something that we personally have (laughs) experience with we'll talk about that in a bit um they were also blamed for sudden death among a lot of people so if somebody died suddenly especially if it was a child um they'd be like like, oh the fairies got him yeah Oh, yeah. It's like an RKO out of nowhere. Yeah. Fairy death out of nowhere. Sudden yeah. sudden fairy death. Because they're RKOing um,
0: people, dude. You yeah. ever
1: receive one of those? Dead immediately. It was also widely believed that fairies were responsible for consumption. Uh which was a huge oh, yeah. thing back it's then.
0: It's the, uh the 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 curse that steals your uh, like your your life force, yeah. So that yeah. way they can live immortal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've totally, well, I've totally read about not that. Not so
1: much as a curse, but actually, the the more common way that people thought about this was that the the people that had consumption were lured by the fairies, or even maybe possessed by the fairies, mm-hmm. to go and dance round the fairy circle with them at night, and that would and they would get no rest, so they would just waste away. Because yeah. the idea was if you there, there's really like there's I've heard, the, like I've heard dancing that around this dancing, thing, dancing all night
0: living, th- living all day so that way you don't um, you know you never get a chance to rest so that that's why you like die from exhaustion you know consumption mm-hmm. sort of a thing, especially with like back then understandings of what consumption was. I was actually just thinking about reading a thing um, where um, if you ate or drank, in the realm of the fairies, right, in, like, the underground, then no food or liquid can feed you, can sustain you in the, like, land of man. Yeah. And, like, like, I I remember reading something about that, so I wonder if that's that is also part of the connective tissue between the fae and mm-hmm. consumption. Where then it's like if you've partaken in like fairy food, then like human food is no longer acceptable. So your body no longer retrieves like receives like
1: Nutrients. nutrition from it, mm-hmm. right?
0: You know. So this is another this connection
1: I was thinking yeah. about. Fairies are also are um, also accused of tangling hair especially hair of little children mm. you know that's kind of a mischievous thing to do yeah um, like, lights basically a like can you imagine Wiley e. Coyote doing it probably then, yeah. that would be something a fairy would do chaos theory <laughs> chaos theory yeah <laughs> uh, but probably most famously fairies are known for stealing babies
0: Very... lots
1: of baby stealing very tasty screech fruit, a baby. Yeah, tasty screech fruit. Comment below if you recognize that, please.
0: Yeah. That wasn't fairies, by the way, but yeah, if you if you know what screech fruit is from, hit us up. What's up, dude? You're yeah. cool. That was a great series We'd of love books.
1: to talk to a fellow, what is it, thriftling? Yeah, three-fifthsling. Three-fifthsling, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Um, yeah. So fairies would steal, um, were, were, fairies would just like steal babies and then um, leave a fae Folk in the baby's stead, um, and changelings. Uh, so these were called changelings, yeah. and they um, they mostly had to do with kidnapping or luring humans into a trap, and then you know usually a tiny baby or a they small child by way of But sometimes, a full-grown adult humans um, were were um, you know sort of the targets of being invasion, a changeling
0: invasion of the body snatchers, invasion of the
1: body snatchers, yeah. invasion of the fae. Snatchers. No, that 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 doesn't work. Uh the squid Um, monsters from the faculty, those were (laughs) fake. Yeah. Don't do drugs. Or I
0: guess technically the TLDR of that movie is do drugs, but stay in school nonetheless. It
1: it is stay in school, do drugs. (laughs) (laughs) The movie's not got a lot of great lessons, don't worry about it. (laughs) So um the why would they steal a baby though? or a human. I would assume delicious baby meat, but yeah. You know, it actually there was, it actually legit, like I have no fucking clue. Was less about eating them, and more about keeping them as slaves. mm,
0: I know why trolls eat screech berries. They're very tasty, from what the trolls say. Yeah, very tasty. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Screech berries. Um, I wonder if
0: there's a a Captain Troll and he makes oops all screech berries. Oops all screech (laughs) berries. Gods. Now I gotta make that that would be such a great graphic if you saw Screechberries. <laughs> that, that would be really
1: good. Um, Real Tark. <laughs> that's so bad. Okay. Okay. So um changelings were um often thought that they that the human component of the changeling was that the um fairies would keep them and use them as slaves and they would slowly waste away mm-hmm. uh which is super dark but a lot of things uh, Also a
0: horrible return on your investment. I mean like Yeah. feed them. Dog what are you doing?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um so Part of the um, part so of the thing fairies, about for kids. blaming fairies for things like consumption and sudden death is uh, pretty much any time someone had like some sort of issue. So, like, if there was someone who was um, malformed, or perhaps even mentally retarded, mm-hmm. um, or you know, somebody just died suddenly or um, went missing, they would just yeah, blame it on
0: fairies. Was born with a weird thing or died of a weird thing. Or- or like over time became a weird thing. Uh yeah. yeah. The fair, fairies was sort of like um the easy the easy blame. Yeah. Right? You're just like fair you know, fairies got that guy acting real crazy town, and you're like, I'm pretty certain it was the horse that kicked him in the head, but like, yeah, sure, fairies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it was it always blame the fairies. Always blame the fairies. Which is probably one of the reasons why they're they're Sassy with people. That is, I'm sure, part of one of the reasons. Two thousand years of being unappreciated and blamed for a bunch of shit they didn't yeah. do. Yeah, you know, they're like Tom was an asshole, but like I'm, I'm not an asshole. <laughs> 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 whatever the hell fairy name is, I imagine it's not Tom, but yeah, whatever.
1: Well, and then like, like marginalized and romanticized. Oh my God, yeah. Um, I mean, they've even got a cereal. Do they see any of those royalties? I think not.
0: Or maybe I don't know who manufactures that. So like. Maybe that's true. It, could, it be. could be. I mean, they've got they've got Keebler. They own that whole company, right? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Those commercials seem Maybe. to argue that they do. <laughs> Bloody racist commercials. What those are.
1: So it goes, uh, fairies were so feared that people would go to really great lengths to avoid or at the very least not anger them. Uh, and there's a lot of evidence of that going backwards in time. Um, people would avoid places that were considered haunted by the fairies. Mm-hmm. Uh, any sort of like fairy ring or fairy hills or hillocks or that sort of thing. Yep. You, you couldn't go near them. You wouldn't dig them up. You know, even if you were yeah. going to do yeah. Something there. And
0: if you if you don't know what a fairy ring is, which like part of me is like how could you not know? But then also part of me is just like I probably know too much about fairies, which is whatever. So like that's fine. Um, Often times when you're in the woods and you're walking around um, and you may have seen this before, you'll see like a ring of mushrooms is a very common one um, which uh, like from a mechanical standpoint it has to do with the way mushroom spores grow. And, and like seed, but uh, you'll see like a ring of, of mushrooms, or you'll see a ring of trees, like a like a like a cathedral of trees, mm-hmm. like a ring of trees, um, which or sometimes is
1: sometimes just like a worn out path. Yeah, a worn out like re- like a ring of dirt,
0: even though the rest of the forest is lush. Or like sometimes you'll see like like a like a perfect circle of taller grass than all of the other grass. Just like in the middle of the woods. You'll just mm-hmm. be like out in nature and you're just like, why is that grass particularly tall and in a circle? So it's like those sort of a things, mm-hmm. you know? Or like a weird hill that's not like an anthill or something. It's just like the ground in this area is just like a little, boop, you know, what's that? Where
1: everything else is flat. Yeah, yeah. When,
0: when everything else is flat or something to that extent. Yeah, it's
1: thought yeah. that the that the entrance to uh, Fairyland or the Underworld, however you really want to call it, where fairies would live, is through those hills. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's pretty fascinating the way that people sort of look at that. In fact, um, a lot of people would change where they're going to build a house, depending on if they saw a fairy ring or a fairy hill. Like nearby. Yeah, nearby. Yeah. Uh, and not only would they change where they were going to build something, they would also change the design of, of a building or a home, mm-hmm. um, you know, to make it easier for fairies to travel undisturbed, particularly with these trooping fairies, I suppose. But um, they would make it so that... Your front door and your back door were, lo- were in a straight line so that you could just open the front and back door and the fairies could just troop through undisturbed. Yeah. Because otherwise, they might not know how to get out yeah. and now they're stuck in your house. Yeah. Uh, but also, they would um, you know cut a corner of a building out, even existing buildings. If they felt it was too close to a fairy path, yeah. then they would just chop a corner of a building off. Or build doors where they weren't necessarily mm-hmm. going to be. Yep. It's it's a very interesting design. Fairy doors thing. to be
0: underneath of your house. Yeah. So they could pass underneath, or, mm-hmm. or um, you know, like a fairy path uh along the like footing of the house, or if you had a particularly extensive garden, um, potentially planting like a like a fairy patch, like a patch of of like a row A of tiny, flowers tiny or what path. have you. Yeah. You know, a path for them to walk down. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. so
1: most of what we know about fairies is trying to not make them angry. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, we did talk about carrying bread, um, but people also commonly carried cream or butter on their person to give to a fairy if they found them in their path. Yeah. And I just like think about that. I'm just like, how are you going to be carrying Butter with you. Well, oh, I mean. Or like cream. Like. In my mind,
0: it's the same way that um, my sister carries around like caramels or something. <laughs> like. Her husband's hypoglycemic. Like, 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 like uh, <laughs> like old lady caramels for her husband who's hypoglycemic. And I totally get that, by the by. But like, to me, it's like one of those kind of things. They just have like little, like, tinfoiled wads of like, just like. Handy. Yeah, just like get out of here with that. <laughs> I
1: was thinking of it a little bit more like a bandolero, like you've got like a papa, 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 a cylinder of butter out, you know, and give it yeah. to the fae. It's
0: <laughs> like one of those change county like belt things from the '80s. So you can like yeah. count out quarters and nickels and dimes and such. So they're just like, oh, that look at that fairy's like a. Like a, two flowers, a butter, and a cream over here. Yeah, right? <laughs> we'll, we'll give you like a
1: little mini muffin yeah. and just a little tiny pat of yeah. butter. Yeah. <laughs> now, a lot of these old-timey traditions um, about the Fae are are not what I've experienced. I have been working with the Fae uh, since I was a very small child. Uh, and I have never had issues with them. And a lot of the... Um, A lot of the negative connotation surrounding them is, uh, in my opinion, unwarranted. Mm -hmm. But you have to understand how to work with them. Mm -hmm. Um, And we, in the house that we live in now, actually work with the Fae quite closely. We have a lot of nature spirits where we live, and the Fae are very active here, and we make them a part of our life, and we live in a, a harmony. Heath, yeah, in the woods. Have you worked with Faye
0: before we lived here? Before we lived here, yeah, yeah. Maybe not in so named uh, uh, a way, but capital F. Yeah, Faye. not maybe not necessarily in like a capital F, or like I'm calling it like a um, yeah, I'm calling Bill up because my needs some help or something. You know, it's, <laughs> it's it's nothing so formal. Um, but certainly, I mean, I grew I, I you know I I grew up in Sonoma, so I grew up. In a, in a significantly more rural than, yeah you know, hell than it even is now uh, sort of a situation and I always grew up, like, you know, sort of playing, playing outdoors, you know, I mean, 90s kids we, we lived in a different time better time, <laughs> different time uh, less internet, let me tell you that but, uh, yeah it was so, even less growing up in the 80s, let yeah, me tell you yeah, that's fair, that's fair uh better jackets though very loud uh but no yeah i've I've definitely like i don't know it for me it's just been like one of those like omnipresent things, right like regardless of and even before i uh began down the path that i you know i currently walk with regards to uh like practical faith um and, like, religion and understanding and such like that. Uh, you know, there was always an element of, like, you know, even when I was uh, practicing Catholic, there was always an element of, um, like, Mother Nature has its own spirits and its own dinings and danings or whatever the fuck. And mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it's doing its thing. So it's sort of always, I don't know, it's sort of always been there for me. I mean, it's a mm-hmm. little bit more capital F, fey, uh, now that we live here, but it's always been. I mean, you know, I mean, f- for years and years and years, I've always been the guy that's just like, I talk to my tomato plant the same way I talk to my dog, which is the same way I talk to fucking a regular person. I talk to everything like a regular person. So that's just, if my car's not working, I talk to my car that way. If I'm having to do some stuff with, like, a tree, uh, you know, like, cut a tree down or trim a tree back or whatever, I talk to it in the same way. That's just, like, the way that I've always been. (laughs) I don't know what that is. For me, like, everything has exactly the same amount of, deserves the same amount of respect as everything else. Like, if you're an asshole, I'm not going to give you respect. You're an asshole. But, like, I'm not going to be, like, a dick to a tree or something. That's not cool. You know,
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's, but, just, I mean, that's people, not like that's just like not my vibe. People are and people do do those oh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, obviously. I mean, like, I grew up in the city, and um, you know, I do, I, I do remember working with fairies. Although I wouldn't necessarily say like magically working with fairies. Like I wasn't casting spells and asking fairies to do things for me. You know, um, <laughs> it was, but I definitely did. Uh, I was definitely aware of them and they were aware of me and, um, you know, we did a lot of things. I used to make little, uh, like avatars for the fairies when I was a kid and Mm -hmm. I would take wire and bend it into little people shapes as children often do and, uh, would clothe them. First, I started trying to clothe them in little fabric straps and things I found around the house. And, um... And they didn't like that, and they would get rid of them. Uh, but as as I sort of figured out what they liked, I found that they really liked the being clothed in flowers, particularly the fake flowers that my mom kept up in the attic. Yeah. So when I was a kid, I used to sneak up into the attic and take fake flowers and clothe them in fairies. And I don't know that my mom ever know ever knew. I don't even think she listens to this podcast. Yeah, if so, she so might hi mom. Never know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, but they that's thats really what they liked. And, um, you know, they would move little figurines around and, and whatnot, and I would leave them outside and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I've been working with them for a long time, and I have found that, yes, uh, the Fae do have a very curious nature. Yeah. They want to... They, they seek to know and to understand and experience. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, for, for me as a kid, it was a lot of... You know, they're, they're like, you know, my dad and I talk about this all the time. There's sort of, like, two different kind of people. When we, we always refer to G.I. Joe's. When my dad was young, he played with G.I. Joe's. When I was young, I played with G.I. Joe's. It's like a, it's like a family thing. Also, the cartoon, the G.I. Joe's cartoon, was just the fucking best. I love that cartoon so much. <laughs> Go, Joe. Um, legitimately, like, I, I, would, I would get a G.I. Joe tattoo. Like, no questions. <laughs> I love that show. It was so formative to my existence. Um... But like, there's sort of like, like dad and I always talked about it as there's like kind of two kind of kids when you play with your GI Joes, right? There's the guy, there's the kids who are like have the dolls in their hands and they're like, bah, 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 and they're like talking and they're like playing action. And those are the kids who build like elaborate set pieces and then place their <laughs> GI Joes all uh, correctly. And then they're just like, that's tight, right? And and that was me as a kid. Was, was, like, building, like, forts and stuff. And, and, and I mean, G.A. Joe's is just a very specific example of that. But, like, I mean, hell, I even do it now, right? I mean, we needed, like, when winter came, because we, we have, like, bird seed and, like, a bird bath out for our for the just innumerable number of fucking birds that live in our area. And um, when winter came, we had to, like, move where that stuff was and it needed to be covered, so I built, like, a little like covered it's nice it's like real pretty it's decorated up and shit yeah area for the birds who like if there's any winter birds or like squirrels or what have you who need a little bit of stuff during the winter time we have a little thing on our property for that and like for me it's always i just i love building like tiny houses yeah and t- or like tiny fairy gardens like yeah. underneath some shit that was like i love doing that as a kid when you could like It'll be like a bush, and you can like trim back some like dead bramble, and like build like a little hidden town yeah. or whatever underneath some bushes, Absolutely. or into the side of a of hill, or shit. Like that was that was my mm-hmm. that was my jam. You know, I mean, I've told you about when uh, when we were kids, we would go to the beach, and like everybody builds sandcastles, right? But we did this thing where me and my brother and my sister would build a sandcastle like right at the edge of the water, and we would as we built it fight the water back to serve, like, to save our kingdom. And we would, and sometimes it would be, like, an all-day thing where we, like, built a castle and, like, the tide's coming in and, like, the ocean's trying to invade our kingdom. And we're, like, digging trenches and waterways and shit and redirecting <laughs> Earth. Like, it was just a thing that we were, it was just a thing that we always did as kids was we always, like, built, like, little, like, little homes yeah. and stuff. And I'll tell you what, it was never one of those, like, build it and then mow it up. It was always like build it. All right, well that's cool. And then I'm just gonna go build something else up somewhere else. Yeah. And that just that's there until it's no longer there. That's just. <laughs> I just left a bunch of weird fairy houses all over, yeah. all over Sonoma County. I
1: also built a lot of weird little like fairy houses and and things like that. And I kind of think that it's like you know maybe a part of like, uh, you know growing up is that you get you know, as you get bigger you get like a little obsessed with things that are small. That's um, entirely plausible, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Certainly. yeah. So I, I would say that fairies definitely have a curious nature. Um, but uh, there it, there are some things that you do want to keep in mind if you want to work with the fairies, and that's not just that they're curious, but also that they are they're very they're very literal, they're very tit for tat. If they do something for you, you now owe them a favor, or you have to do something of approximately perceived equal value for sure. them. It's not they don't do things uh, pro bono, as it were. You know, you uh, they also don't really. Really like they don't really like haggling or bargaining for something, you know. So you can't say do this for me and I'll do this for you, and then you don't do the thing, and then you bargain that you to say that you did something that was similar, even though it wasn't the thing you did. That's not you can't do that yeah. with them. But also uh, they don't really like having thank yous because what they're what they're perceiving is an equivalent exchange. So in our in in, in in our modern society, we say thank you to people a lot uh, for a lot of different things. You know, so you bring me a drink from the kitchen, and I say thank you. And um, you know, uh, you go to a you go to a coffee shop, and you get a coffee, and you give that person money to make you a thing and bring it to you, and you still say thank you, and that's considered polite. Um, but it, to the Fae, that's considered a little bit more patronizing. Uh, They don't really like that as much. So it's sort of a hard thing to break living in modern society where we are so conditioned to say thank you to people, even when it's something that is uh, expected as a result of whatever the interaction is that you're having. So you really want to stay away from that. So you want to keep that in mind if you're working with the Fae. Is not that they are going to get you, but That they have sort of a code of ethics that they live by. And you know what? They're not humans. So you have to keep in mind with them that as you work with them, that they're not going to work the same way that we do.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: So if you want to work with the Fae, the first thing that I would say to do is to get to know them. Um, You know, they're just like... Just like getting to know a person, Um, you know, you want to get to know them before you want to really start uh, doing substantial magical work with them. And what I have found works is to um, just sit a while and meditate. So I would recommend that you bring, um, some sort of a, a sweet, like a, like a cookie or some candy or something. We're not talking like full on meal, but something like, you know, like Like a a little treat, uh, and something to drink, um, and, you know, just sort of sit in the place that you are, that you would like to work with the Fae. That can be in your home. That can be in your backyard or your front yard. That can be in a park. It can be in your car. It can be wherever it is that you want. Whatever place it is that you feel is gonna work the best for that, do it. I do recommend that if you can do it out in nature, you buy by. By, by relative population, you'll have much more luck in, uh, in nature. Uh, and uh, sort of like the further out you go, the more luck you're going to have. Yeah, sure, of Um, And just meditate. Sit for a while. Open yourself up to, to them, um, you know, in that you would like to get to know them. And uh, see how they feel about you and see how you feel about them. It is likely that in the beginning they will be cautious and reserved and you may sort of feel them or see them peek at you from afar and after doing that meditation um, you may immediately come to this sort of moment where you're like yes let's do this and you've found some fae that you really connect with but it may take a while and you may notice that they sort of follow you around because they want to get to know you because they are very shy but they also want to know it seems to me personally that they've been hunted um a pretty pretty extremely and are still hurt from that sort of thing in a cultural sense. Mm-hmm. So once you kinda get to that place you know, you can, you can really feel more free to work with them. But it is something that is very important that when you embark into working with the Fae, that you keep in mind that you don't just ask them to help you with things. And they're not like a patron deity in, in a way. You wanna spend time with them and you wanna hang out. You will always wanna leave a food or drink offering think of it a bit more like hanging out with a friend. And not every time you hang out with a friend, you have food and drink, but that would be considered someone who is a gracious host.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's and this applies, honestly, to pretty much everything. But like, if your friend was a person who just every time they called you, they were asking for help, inevitably it's going to be taxing on that friendship, right? And you're not going to want to help them. Or you're going to want to help them at, like, a bare minimum threshold. Right? So, it's the same thing... I mean, it's not... Magic isn't manipulation. And the folk aren't a people to be controlled. Right? If you've lost something, and you're asking the fey to help you find something... Then, like... Literally think about it, like, as if... You... You fucking broke something on your car... And you're calling a friend up to come over and help you rebuild that thing on your car or like, hey, we're moving. Can you help me move or like, hey, we're, you know, we're painting the living room. Can you help me paint the living room? You know, like you're calling a friend or whatever. And, And all of us have been on both sides of that equation, you know. And and and, you know, you know, the way that you feel when that friend that only calls you up when you need to help them or answer a question for them calls you up and you're just like, ugh, like you help them. But it's it's a little bit less like cool because that's all they do is want help from you or like answered questions or whatever the heck Um, compared to like the friend that you always hang out with and is, like, super chill and whatever and helped you with some stuff and, like, you've helped them with some stuff and it's all cool and, like, they're like, hey, man, like, I'm moving this weekend. You, like, can you help out? And you're just like, yeah, man, of course. Like, let me rearrange some shit and, and, you know, like, clear some time on a Saturday or what have you. So, like, think about it that way and, but also, like, remember, you can ask for a thing and be doing all the right stuff and they're just like, nah, I don't really want to move in the middle of July um, on a Saturday for, like... yeah room temperature coca-cola and uh fucking pepperoni pizza you just like it's not that's not it's not worth it the, a
1: real life offering that we have given. yeah you're just like you're just you're just like that's
0: dope and i like you but that's that sounds awful right it's i mean not,
1: like i'm not into. yeah it, bro, i get it no.
0: like i you know i both i have been the offeree and that which is being offered too with regard to like hey can you help me move this thing on the hottest day of the year just in the sunlight. And it's and always like,
1: the hottest day of the year, too. I don't
0: know that I want to be outside in the sunlight. <laughs> I think I've decided to just forgo being alive for a little while. Maybe you can catch me on, like, a Tuesday or something. This Saturday seems like I'm just going to lay underneath the house in the dark. Uh, With the spiders, because that shit seems nice, because it's too goddamn hot out. But, uh, you know, it's just... (laughs) So think about it that way. Like, really, you're not trying to, like, manipulate some people or, like, get some stuff. You're trying to, like, befriend some motherfuckers that just happen to live around you. Yeah. Right? It's like being friends with your neighbor. If all you're doing is going over there, ask for a cup of sugar or a lawnmower, I mean, inevitably, that guy's gonna be like, hey, buddy, get the fuck out of my property. Yeah. Uh, But if you guys are, like, cool and having barbecues together and shit then, like, if you need a lawnmower or they need your hedge trimmers or whatever, it's, like, who fucking cares? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's really what you're trying to do with this is, like, foster a relationship. Mm-hmm right
1: yeah and you, you know, don't want them to feel like you don't want to in your workings with the fae for them to feel like they're doing more for you than you are for them mm-hmm. just as you wouldn't with a regular friendship so think of this as so think of working of the, with the fae as a friendship that you are working to build rather than yeah a um, a servitor or a deity who is helping you either because you have ensorcelled them or um, out of their own goodness of being whatever kind of deity they are. They yeah, want yeah. A sort of an equivalent exchange. Think,
0: think about uh, Fullmetal Alchemist. There's the law yeah. of equivalent exchange. You can't just transmute your mom out of a pile of rocks. We all saw what happened. You oh, can't yeah. just transmute I don't know, happiness out of a dog and a little girl. I don't know what the plot of that oh, one was. was. Oh man, but every way, time you bring up the so dog dark. and the little girl, yeah, it's, so, it's dark. so dark. You can't just do that. You gotta you gotta pay you gotta pay the piper. Yeah. So yeah. you know, like, do
1: it. Yeah, now I have to send a text message to a friend of the dog and the little girl because every time it comes up I have to That's fair text yeah. them. You know who you are. Yeah. Uh, so that is our experience with working with the Fae um, just pretty, pretty briefly um, so we're going to get into some correspondences next because yeah. you know how much I love those correspondences uh, and then we're going to do some spells and just as a reminder uh, the Book of Shadows page that we're going to have on our Patreon and uh, someday for download on our Etsy shop is going to have a breakdown of all of the things that we have talked about as well well as the full correspondence list, which I don't necessarily read on air because it's a lot of <laughs> things to list off. So many things sometimes. Every time he sees the correspondence list, I see his eyes get a little bigger. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I gotta and... fiddle that on a bloody page. Dude, yeah. listen, sometimes, no big deal,
0: sometimes I'm just like, alright, well... Now that I've got this all laid out, I gotta change everything because correspondence <laughs> list is so many, fucking enormous, but yeah, cool.
1: there's a lot of things. Um, and also the spells. So yeah. the Book of Shadows pages that we have on our Patreon and will eventually have on our Etsy are um, are two pages, and yeah. they are it's it's beautiful. available
0: as a two page they PDF. Are frame and worthy. it's um, yeah. I brought one over to my brother-in-law, and he was just like, "Give it to me!" I Actually, got to bring in my second one because I forgot the last time we were over there. But um, yeah, so it's, it's a two-page it's a two-page book of shadows, you know, so front and back, and uh, the front is a uh, 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 summarization of all the things we go over. Uh, In this podcast, as well as the completed list for correspondences, and then the back of the page is our two spells, and I'm putting spells in quotes for those who are are listening and can't see my hands doing tiny quote signs, or hear them just cracking uproariously because I have horrible joints. Um, My hands are loud as shit when I move them. It's very concerning. But, um, don't type all day is the lesson there. But, um... Yeah, so we call them spells. Sometimes they're lessons. Sometimes they're recipes. Sometimes they're spells. But either way, they're uh, they're Action there to things. they're there to infuse magic into your life. That's right. That's right. So, so
1: correspondences. Go to correspondences. Let's go. Go to correspondences. Uh, go to so we've got uh, animals are up first. So you're thinking about most small animals. Uh, we're talking about chipmunks and fireflies, squirrels. Uh, frogs are also commonly seen as um, being ridden by fey folk most, most of the time. That
0: you that's small and that you could put a tiny saddle on.
1: Yeah, think, like a mouse or a think, rabbit.
0: Think tiny saddles... And then whatever's tiny artistic. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty saddles. much it.
1: So you're looking at all of those. Uh, as far as colours, really any color works, but uh, fairies are particularly attracted to shades of green or yellow or brown. Yeah. Uh, but natural
0: colors. Yeah, natural colors. Flowers and plants and dirt. Yeah. Earth. Earth. The nice the nice word earth. earth. Welcome to yeah. it. Yeah. We're uh, earth, comma, welcome to it. That's what Yoda says.
1: That is not what Yoda says. It's
0: when he punched that alien in the head after crashing his F-15 or whatever. That
1: was Will Smith.
0: Will Smith, Yoda, same place.
1: Totally different people. <laughs> totally. Is is Idris Elba what would happen if Yoda and Will Smith get switched a, I don't. I don't
0: know if that makes any sense. No. No, I'm not... I'm that's, that's, we heard that recently logic is somebody
1: say that idris elba is the thinking man's will smith and i've been thinking about that since we heard that yeah it affected <laughs> our lives in a very permanent way so yeah. that's anyway fun. uh stones and crystals so um these are known to particularly work well with the Fae, although honestly anything that's pretty and shiny will work uh they are not hard to please guys uh so emeralds uh fushite, which is a brilliant pink if I recall right it's uh,
0: fuchsiaite so yeah I mean I would imagine it's just pink rock I, fuchsiaite literally just means pink rock yeah I would imagine yeah.
1: uh, moss agate quartz crystal and oh, starlight beautiful piece of moss agate back there. um and those are those are particularly uh coveted by the fae as far as plants um a lot most most flowers most flowers lots of plants a Lot of trees, but in particular, the fae really seem to like berries or other sort of thorned things that have food like yep. that and big wide petals. Uh, clover, columbine, cowslip, foxglove is particularly potent. Um, daisy, rowan is sacred to fairies, as well as wood sorrel, which also looks like clovers. Some people know it as sweet grass. Yeah, um, we live that in the shit forest. Grows
0: fierce up here. we live in the we have a woods. lot of
1: wood sorrel. Yeah,
0: we got a we got crazy wood sorrel, very beautiful, also very tasty.
1: Very beautiful, very tasty, actually quite good for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, foods. Um, we've already talked about it makes bread. a good ice cream. It does. Yeah. Uh, we've already talked about bread. So, bread, uh, butter, cakes, candies, cream, Cake is fruit, just a kind of bread. Milk, honey, um, teas. They also like uh, I found that the fae particularly like uh seltzer drinks like they like the fizzy water um you fizzy really bubbly yeah you really want to they're they're not so much into meat they really prefer to have something that's like sweet you know think of something that you would have it yeah. like high tea and that's what a fairy is going to want something that's sweet a yeah. lot of fruit happen in there yeah. beer they, they, they like liquor a lot yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, as for deities, um, since fairies are in a way sort of deities, there aren't a whole lot of deities that you could really say are associated with them, um, other than ones that tend to be sort of like maybe the leaders of a fairy squad. Yeah, Such... leaders of a fae folk, yeah. or,
0: or or deities that have been sort of weirdly intertwined with fae legend. In order yeah. to sort of like non magicify the history of that tale, yeah. f- you know, to be recorded by like a priest.
1: Yeah, so obviously the...
0: Thousands of years later. So there's the Tuatha Dé Danann. Thank you. Right.
1: Uh, (laughs) Obviously. As we look into other cultures, there are other deities that are similar to that. Um, In particular, uh, Dionysus was um, associated with with fairies. uh, Morgan Le Fay uh, from Arthurian side of things in Avalon. uh, And even in other cultures. Uh, And there are words that I can't pronounce, so... tuned for that correspondences list guys Uh, (laughs) uh, and there are other symbols as well so fairy so the fate pretty much like anything that's shiny so uh, coins are really nice for them or any other sort of like shiny trinkets Yeah,
0: precious metals less precious metals but that are like super shiny Yeah.
1: yeah yeah Old jewelry, yeah,
0: definitely. Especially
1: like earrings that you're you're missing one, or a necklace that's yeah. broken, or something like that. you're missing like an that. earring, that's not that they one. like things that are broken and janky, but they're shiny and they're pretty and they're small. Yeah. Um. Uh, so uh, toadstools also, especially if they're in a ring, a fairy ring of, of toadstools. Yeah. Or mushrooms, uh, old trees old gnarly trees they like to live in uh, very specifically. Small caves or like little foxholes. Um, we have lots of those here. <laughs> yeah, dude. Here. Yeah, we got um, a lot of those here. Natural springs. Uh tiny dollhouses and other miniature objects. Yeah. come um, found a dollhouse in the woods. Just walk away from that fucking ooh, dollhouse. Oh god, that would be horrifying. Yeah. And now I feel like we need to have a dollhouse in our yard. Yeah, but then I have to make one out of wood and I'm very busy. That's fair. Yeah. We'll we'll put that. In- inevitably back on a, it'll happen. We'll just we'll yeah. just we'll just put a pin in that. Yeah. Um uh, but there also are tales of the
0: of the dollhouses <laughs> in the woods yeah you know there you are. like uh come upon a dollhouse and like pass out and then all of a sudden you wake up in front of a giant castle yeah you know and they're like invited in and the king's trying to serve you food and it's just like you probably shouldn't eat this shit yeah know. don't yeah it's yeah if you wake up in a strange issue.
1: land don't eat the food yeah man. don't eat the food man don't trust i mean if you went food. to that land on purpose like you eat that food but Hi. if you didn't on purpose go to that place what? That's on you. Still high so uh, aside from that um they also like uh dancing and picnics and parties and just having a good time. Fairies are really associated with springtime during yeah. the year but they're yeah. really around all the time of the year. Yeah. They do sort of go into like a weird semi hibernation in the winter when everything's cold and rainy, but honestly I think they're just sort of like hunker sad down and in a warm down. place. Yeah. Also there are like winter winterized fairies. Yes.
0: Yeah. I mean, one could argue yeah. Santa's elves, but that's never. Uh, yeah, time.
1: actually Santa is sometimes considered a fairy. Yes. Uh, which is fun. Yeah, yeah, uh, so. very, uh,
0: not sometimes. Yeah. Very commonly. Santa Claus is considered a fairy. Yeah. Just like yeah. a particularly large, particularly like enthralled by humans yeah. fairy. And he's just using like elves or gnomes or whatever yeah. the heck for uh, his uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for for his helpers. Although sometimes those are also fairies, and it's just like a weird thing that you kind of glance over in a movie.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> just like a fairy is like a weird, all-encompassing, It's a very catch-all
0: term for, like, magical folk.
1: Yeah, small magical folk. Yeah. Uh, but they're also associated with uh, Samhain, which is in uh, October if mm. you are in the Northern Hemisphere. And if you are in the Southern Hemisphere, it is in... Dog, I May know. I believe I um, and they're also associated with Beltane and um, Beltane it happens right about the time of my birthdays, and I think that might be one of the reasons why I've been so attracted to Fae my whole life uh, and boy do they have a, a rolling good time yeah, <laughs> at a birthday party. Yeah. So um, that is it for correspondences, uh, and we got a couple of like uh, fun spells for you guys. Yeah, fun little
0: fae, fun little fae action stuff. So let's let's get into those. Yeah.
1: So the first one is really more of a crafting type of thing than yeah. it is a sort of ritual thing. So if you want to attract the fae and have a place for them, uh, you're first of you're first going to want to create a small face aka a fairy garden. Uh, near a window or outside if you can. Uh, If you can't, do what you can with what you've got. Uh, But ideally you want it to be somewhere in the nature. Uh, Collect items from the correspondence list or just that you think that the Fae would like and uh, be sure to include a small plate or like a table or some other sort of flat surface that you can put um, food on as well as a tiny cup or a shot glass. Just sort of depends on what you've got available and what you can do. You can go out and buy all that stuff. You can use what you've got at home. They are not picky. We are not picky. You do not need to be picky. If you want to be
0: picky, that's fine. Don't force it on other people. But like, yeah, you can be picky. That's on you, dog.
1: Yeah, so you're going to you know create your little fairy space it by no means needs to be finished mm-hmm. uh but go ahead and create your space and when you are done put on some uplifting music or while you're doing it put on some uplifting music sure. something that you could like dance to or sing along to it can be whatever it is learn that you a want. jig
0: learn a slow air you, you know could sing along i know yeah. a
1: great many like yeah. scottish and irish so like you've,
0: jigs you've... <laughs> you know just sing and hum along make your little craft and you know whistle while you work we've all seen the movies yeah
1: exactly and then once you feel like you're done for the moment place a small meal or like a snack and a drink on the flat surface so um again take a look at that correspondence list i would just go with something simple like a muffin with uh like some butter spread on it yep. or a piece yep. of toast with butter and jam yep. and a small drink. Doesn't have to be alcoholic. Could even just be as plain as water um on there. And
0: fresh fruit, edible flowers, single malt whiskey. That's my go-to working with the Fae. And they, fresh, yeah Fresh fruit, edible flowers, single malt whiskey. Specifically scotch, but that's just because I'm Scottish and I prefer scotch. But uh yeah. Yeah, always works. They love that. They love. They love all that shit. Let me tell you what we've had. We, we've had a couple of outdoor altars like cleared overnight.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, I really like very um, cleared. I find that they really like um, like bread with jam. Oh yeah, jam or bread always ice cream good. cream yeah. and candy. And I usually try to give them an herbal tea or a fizzy water or some sort of sweet liquor yeah. type of drink. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so once you've got that, you want to make sure that's enough Blue for Kirk you to take full of Skittles. Ooh, jeez. I mean, if that's where you're going to go, I'm, <laughs> you, get, you know. You get, get party wild. Those are like SoCal fairies. Those are fun-ass fairies. <laughs> so um, you want to make sure that you have enough for you to take a bite of as well as some to leave for the Fae. So whenever you're leaving an offering, I always try to have something for you to take a small bite or a small sip of. So uh, once you have this your music on, your thing made, you got your food there. Now place seven candles of any color or in a circle, either around this space, around your room, or whatever. If you don't have seven candles, it does not matter, that is totally okay. Yeah. Uh, but seven candles, recommended. You wanna have all the other lights off, basically you wanna create a nice ambiance. Uh, and from here, you're going to cast your circle, because it is important that when you are working with elemental spirits, such as Fae, that you do cast a circle to ensure that you are appropriately protecting your space.
0: Yeah, so you're not getting like, fucked with or whatever. Yeah. Also, if you don't have seven candles, uh, this is a this is a thing that oh, man I don't know I read like eons ago, and uh, sometimes I'll do if I'm setting up a like a modular space and I just have like a like a all natural altar cloth or whatever mm-hmm. is if you have one you get like a just one small candle to keep in your like kind of go altar kit and drip wax in like the in like the.
1: Oh like, yeah, that in would the, totally in the
0: seven around, yeah. and it's because you just like for me, it's you want something that represents the fire of a candle, yeah, and like a melted wax drip represents that fire, yeah, you know. So there's there's a lot of ways, sort of like around, you know. If you don't have an incense, you can like blow in that particular cardinal direction associated with <laughs> air and the wind and such. So yeah. like, yeah, you know. I mean, if you want to be specific, be specific. But there's also like you can always work around. When in doubt. There's always a solution.
1: That's true, especially when it comes to magic. Especially when Absolutely. it comes to magic. Yeah,
0: everybody those uh everybody's got different opinions. That's uh that's what makes it interesting. That's why we all share. Yeah. Sharing is caring. We learned that in like kindergarten, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> keep it up yeah.
1: so you've got your circle you got everything all set up you got your candles lit or whatever you're representing as candles and uh now it's time to like get down to business so you want to say uh, here is here's something that you want to say um but feel free to make it your own within reason so say fair folk i invite you to join me this whatever time of day it is um and that's it And then you take a small bite of the meal and a a tiny drink and then leave that alone and then proceed with whatever magical working you were already thinking about doing. So were you going to do a jar spell? Keep doing that jar spell. Yeah. Were you going to do some other sort of spell or ritual? Go ahead and do that. Didn't have something planned? That's okay, too.
0: Yeah, you can just do this and, like, hang out for a little bit. Like, have dinner or whatever. Do some meditating. I've, like, legitimately done this where, we, where we've just, like... Do some art. During the summertime, just, like, barbecued and, like, set up a little thing. And, like, just ate dinner outside with the dogs. And then, like, came inside and watched TV for the rest of the night and we were done. And, you know, you can just, like, 100%, you can just chill. Again, like friends, you don't always need to, like, do a task with them. Sometimes yeah. you can just hang out. Yeah,
1: and uh, fairies are fairly curious about humans and what it is that we do, so they would really enjoy watching you do a thing. So if you've got a thing to do, go ahead, Uh, but you could even just watch TV. Uh, But I would recommend that you do something that's a little bit less uh, electronically focused. Oh, sure, uh, so For for this kind of thing. And then once you're done, say, thank you for joining me this whatever time of day it is. Uh, I have enjoyed your company and look forward to seeing you again. And then after that, go ahead and extinguish the candles, close your circle. Yeah. Now, you can obviously change that wording within reason, but you don't need to get too much more flowery than that, because once you really kind of deviate from this th- from this sort of thread of what you're saying to them, then you start getting into territory where you're asking them to come back. You yeah. really want to make or, it more or of like open Or you're invitation. making
0: the thanking... Too much of a, like, oh, like, thank you so much. And, you know, I mean, think of them like, and we've all had, like, a friend or a family member who's, like, not great with accepting adulation. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. and And they're, they're sort of the same way in, you know, from our observations, obviously. But, um, so you want to take into consideration, like, how, you know, like, you're not, like, going overboard uh, yeah, that. yeah.
1: You don't want to be too much because you'll, you know, you don't. Nobody likes a nobody likes a needy person yeah. like that. Yeah. Don't be so expensive. yeah. So now, um, if you want to work with the fae often, just leave that fairy space you created up and add to it from time to time. If you only want to work with them every once in a while, of course you can still leave that up. Um, but leaving it up sort of um, gives them the feeling that they are welcome here and they can just kind of like come and hang out yep. if you want them and have invited them to come and hang out yeah. so it's a bit more of a welcoming environment so you could take and that a stuff brick down stone
0: hinge in front of dad's condo yeah. i made for like <laughs> a while i made a brick stone hinge in the little tiny front yard yeah
1: and um from time to time you might find that the fae will as you work with them will leave you small objects yeah. um and they typically will leave these in your path although sometimes you'll find them in your home uh. <laughs>
0: yeah. Or, like, just hole on your altar, but sometimes you'll just find it in your path. Let me tell you what, I found, like, an OG Zima bottle one time. Yeah. Walking through the woods, I was, I don't know what the heck I was even doing. I think I was just, like, collecting branches or something for another project, and I'm just like, what is this piece of glass doing here? Right? And I, like, like dig it out of the dirt a little bit, and it's just, like, just a whole Zima bottle in a place yeah. that we've we've, you know, we've lived in this house for several years now, and, like, we've definitely walked, and I'm just like, this is a... Whole fresh looking, like the Blue Zema label was still like legible and unrotted. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, real nice.
1: And sometimes you'll find that things are missing. <laughs> yeah, uh, the fade do sometimes <laughs>
0: tools. I'm pretty certain the Fae have a fucking empire of number 10 sockets, if you catch my drift.
1: Oh, they definitely yeah. do. They must fucking like to use them as like little chairs or I something. I don't know, man. Um, I don't know what yeah, that is. Yeah, little but... small things. Uh, most of the time when the Fae are taking something from you that is of value to you, then they will return it. They're just sort of playing a joke. Uh, I use a... Um, I don't use this brand, but I use a, a Diva cup, like a menstrual cup, and I only have one. And one time, they just, like hid it from me and I couldn't find it and I'm searching and searching and searching. And it always goes in the same the bloody house. place, too. It always which goes, is the goes crazy in the same part. place in the yeah. same way at the same time. And uh I had to kind of like sit down in front of my altar and go, like guys, we've had a really great time recently and I need you to bring back the thing that you took. <laughs> and left and then did something else and then after dinner it was sitting in the middle of our kitchen floor. Yeah. Where it was not previously sitting. There is no way that it could have end up otherwise. So they thought that was pretty funny. And it must have been having me going around and searching through drawers and... <laughs> Yeah. places and whatnot so you know do know that there is some things that will happen uh, or could happen when you work with the Fae. uh but most of the time they want to leave you little trinkets and you can of course leave them trinkets as well it is wise that if they leave you a a, a gift a trinket a, a little tchotchke of some sort whatever that thing is that you put it somewhere nice yeah, You know, like if they bring you a shiny rock, put that on your altar.
0: Yeah. Don't just like, don't just like draw the rock. Like don't be an ass.
1: Yeah. Like if your friend gave you a thing, you're going to be like, thank you so much. And you're going to, you know, like take care of it. Yeah. Just totally. like that. Yeah. So that one is attracting the thing. That one's a, a super fun one. And when I was writing this, I was like, Ooh, I so want to make a fairy garden right now.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. we're going to definitely do that. So we're going to definitely do we're that. Definitely going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: Well, let's uh, let's let's get to the next spell thingy. Yeah. So since Faye are known for being mischievous and for hiding things, they're also known for helping you find things that have been lost, yeah. whether they took them or not. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. So if you've got a lost object that you want help finding, um, go ahead and light a preferably a black or green candle, although if you don't have black or green go ahead and do whatever you um, you know, can do and if you can't do candles, go ahead and you know, do something else that represents light. Uh, I was just looking I was like, I have purple and red yeah, yeah. Oh, and I guess I got natural beeswax. We do have, yeah. I so, got beeswax
0: purple and red.
1: Yeah, they're not gonna see the color of a candle and be like, That's not the right color a yeah. candle. Uh, nor are they even gonna care if it's not a candle. So, Maybe you know they
0: might have wax dye still.
1: <laughs> so if you don't have a candle, go ahead and use whatever you think makes the most sense. Uh, you know, if you have a tiny lamp, this would actually be a great um, thing to do if you had like a salt lamp because those were kind of fun to, like, scramble around. Yeah. So go ahead and light. Or if you just have, like, a LED lamp that's,
0: like, RGB. Yeah. Choose green. I mean, yeah. that's what we have for these lights here. Yeah, that's what we have teal, uh, purple, and pink. Yeah. For our three colors. Also, those are, like, my three favorite colors. <laughs>
1: So go ahead and light a black or a green candle Preferably in the afternoon or at dusk Uh, And that's because the fairies like to party and they like to party at night Uh, So, you know, like it would be nice to get them After they've woken up and before they're ready to have fun So you're really kind of looking at that time Although there's no specific thing that says you have to do it during these times So if the morning works better for you, go ahead not going to police you on that. Uh, uh, So uh, place a coin or other shiny trinket that you are okay with parting uh, with in front of this candle, uh, in addition to a small offering of food and drink. So once you're there, you can go ahead and cast your circle if you wish to do so, and clear your mind and say, fair folk, my friends, I have lost item, and cannot find it. Can you please find it and return it to me? In exchange, I'll give you that item that you put there. Uh and then that's it. So leave the candle burning until nighttime if you can, as sort of a waypoint for them to be yeah. able to locate it. And if they are able to find the item, they will put it in your path. You will find it. Um, but if they are not able to find it or if they just don't feel like it, you may never see it again. And of course um, this is to be said if you like lost you know if you're if it's like one of those things where like you're the person who got proposed to uh, on the boat in Maui, you know those videos where the ring drops into the ocean, they're not gonna find that, guys. Like, be yeah.
0: reasonable. Well, or at least it's statistically unlikely that they will. I mean, you never know when you go to the beach and something washes up on shore.
1: That's so true. But, That's so but, true. But
0: like, it's statistically less likely, you know. And and at the same time, I mean, you know, if you lost a if you lost a, a, a fucking diamond engagement ring, and you're like, I'll give you this uh, dope shell I found, they might be like, "Isn't it just asking me to find a?" fucking diamond ring for a shell like fuck this guy so again like treat everybody like people yeah (laughs) i don't know i don't know how this is how i can say this more times also like yes we you want the candle to burn for as long as you can if there are safety ramifications in your place of burning candles where within it is unsafe for you to do that don't
1: because we have to talk about fire safety just
0: fucking don't yeah let it go it's fine Like, I got a bunch of candles. I got a little five-finger candles back here. Rarely ever light it because it's, like, a little close to the edge of the shelf, and I'm just, like, kind of not... It's not super safe, so I'm not going to do that. I mean, it's fine. I literally light them when I want to, but it's just sort of one of those things where it's, like, you don't want to take the risk. Don't mess with fire. That shit burns, and you people tend to burn quite easily. So don't do it.
1: Well, and things also tend to burn quite easily, too. Yeah.
0: So like, Be careful. Don't have like drapes and all kind yeah, of so fuzziness around it. So obviously, rounded. practice some fire
1: safety here. If you're not able to keep an eye on the candle or you cannot use the candle or you don't feel comfortable doing it, then don't. Do something yeah. else.
0: Use one of them. You know what, man? Use one of them bloody LED candles. Those are really cool. I like they're them. They're very cool. They're they're very cool. And you can get them in all sort of colors. You can get them in yeah. RGB so you can program them as such. Like, do that. There's, no, there's nothing wrong with that. You know what? Do that. Get one of those RGB... I've actually thought about doing this, like, recently, because I do a bunch of resin stuff. It's like, get those RGB candles and, like, decorate them up so you have, like, a dope altar candle, but you don't have to worry about, like, fire and none of that shit. Yeah, exactly. And also, you don't have to replace it. I'm going to be very real with you. I make my own damn candles, and it's still fucking expensive. Oh, it's a lot of work to it's make candles. And, and, and it's a lot of work, but, like, I have candle molds, and I have... Like, three different kinds of bloody wicks, and I've got, like, three different kinds of wax for the candles, and I got scents, and I got colorants, and I got I got glitters, and I got additives, and I, I got all the stuff to make every kind of candle you can imagine. And sometimes I get on a kick and I make a bunch of candles and, I like, give them away to friends and stuff, and sometimes I'm just like... I'm just going to buy these. I'm going to buy this multi-pack of red candles from the Asia Mart uh, <laughs> in town because they got, like, really, like the best red candles they for the price. the best candles. You know, so I candles. buy candles from them all the time. Uh, but so, like, yeah, definitely, like, be safe. Be fire safe. We're from California, so we're, like, particularly sensitive about this. Be fire safe. You know what I'm going to recommend is get, like, a tiny fire extinguisher. Keep it near your altar, maybe underneath or some bullshit like that. You always know where to use it. Yep. Keep an eye on the bloody expiration dates and such like that so that way you can put a fire out if something bad happens. Uh, right. We have like 12 fire extinguishers around our house.
1: Yeah, we have one. Or something like in yeah. everywhere.
0: We have one underneath the house Yeah. where it's just storage.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, but it's just like you always, always, always want to be safe with that stuff. Yeah. You know, err on the side of caution. Yeah. Trust me, it's worth it.
1: Yeah. So, uh, anyway, the Fae will, uh, gotta, find the item. I gotta make, gotta make my fire, make a fire lecture. Thing,
0: yeah. Be fire so safe. the
1: Fae will, if they can find the object, they will put it in your path. And the timing on this is certainly not absolute, because how long does it take you to find your car keys when you lose them? That's true. <laughs> That's true. But, um, time. you know, they, you do want to make sure that they understand that they, that that trinket that you're parting with is for them. So you can either leave it by the candle for a little while, but you can also move it to your little fairy garden if you have a fairy garden that you're keeping up or you can place it outside um, or you can just leave it on your altar so that the fae can do with it as they wish and sometimes it's just like look at that pretty shiny thing right there yeah. and sometimes it's like I'm going to take this home with me yeah. so you know there's a lot of, there's a lot of variation to it um, and there's a ton more that we can talk about with the Fae there. We could do probably 10 shows and not run out. Oh my of, God. Just of, on the alone, No question. But this is a pretty brief intro to working with the Fae, um, that is based in practical experience that we've had. Yeah. This is uh,
0: primarily focused on the experiences we have and the knowledge that we already have just sort of like filled in by, uh, some research. Um, so like definitely if we didn't cover like a particular thing that you know about the faith then like reach out let, talk to us about it comment about it below or what have you um, and we can have we can totally have a discussion about it um, remember that everybody practices a little different so this is uh, we we are striving for a community of uh, like-minded and peaceful individuals so we're not we're not trying to like shit on somebody's belief just yeah. because it's not the belief that you have. That's okie dokie. They can be different, guys. That's yeah. That's how that works. Yeah. It's literally I mean, differential religion is the seat of like a bunch of a bunch of tragedy in the world. So like let's not let's not do that. Let's let's all just be like accepting and fun. Um but yeah. So this was an introduction to working with the Fae... um This was the Horn and Cauldron podcast. I have been John Norgrove. This has been Julie Norgrove. Um, If you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to like this video, comment below, share, subscribe, uh, ring the bell, and... um, you know, let us know what you think. Have you worked with the Fae before? Comment below if you have. Uh, If you have not, is there a particular reason why? Is it just not uh, an interest of yours? Or have you like kind of tried to and not had success or something to that extent? Or are you
1: afraid to? Are you afraid
0: to? or, Or have you heard a thing or do you believe a thing that you necessarily disagree with us about? Which is always interesting. I love to learn like what a particular person's like, interpretation of things is, or, like, what their particular bend of reality is. It's very, um, observationalist. I like seeing how the waveform collapses for others, as it were. Yeah. Um, So, uh, so that sort of a thing is always incredibly interesting to me, um, to see where the translations shift... But, um, yeah, if you're just listening to us on the podcast network, thank you for listening. Uh, please subscribe. And, uh, if you want more and in depth and I mean, you know, more stuff, uh, and, or if you would like to, um, check out our working with the Fae book of shadows pages, which is going to be, um, uh, brief. uh, uh, brief of what we went over and the correspondences, uh, the complete list of correspondences, as well as the second page or the back of the page is uh, both of the spells written out for you. Uh, Hit us up on Patreon. Uh, Subscribe to our, our Patreon thing right now. They are up. I need to like work out the naming for our our, our Patreon tiers, (laughs) but But they're there, subscribe to Patreon and you'll have access to them, don't worry, as well as I always make uh, cell phone backgrounds. Uh, Right now the backgrounds are primarily focused on the cell phones that we have, which is whatever, iPhone 12-somethings, Pro Maxes, I don't fucking know, I don't don't know how this works, I'm both young and old at the same time, My, my... collapsing disposition towards this stuff is very confusing. <laughs> uh, but I engineer them for my phones, but I keep my raw files. So if you if you uh, if you subscribe to our Patreon and you, and you download the wallpapers and they don't fit your cell phone, uh, just send me a message about your make and model, and I can look up the actual screen resolution, and it's like five seconds for me to adjust it and just send it to you uh, for the right size. Yeah. And they're really cool, actually. I've totally changed over to a Horn & Cauldron podcast um, background. Uh, Julie's always rocking the newest one. So right now we have uh, Horn and Cauldron specific with our new label. We I redesigned it so it's super dope. Mm-hmm. That happened like one podcast ago. Um, it's a lot. It's a little bit more on brand for our sort of like retro wave styling for this stuff. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we also have one for uh, Aphrodite. Uh, which is really cool. I'm really happy with that one, and then our one for Ostara, which is uh, it's very fun, very considerably Ostara. So yeah, they both yeah. turned out really cool. I'm really happy with the way those turned out. Uh, and if you're listening to this live, and you uh, and you are jumping over to Patreon, it generally takes me about a week. So I expect the uh, the this uh, working with the Fae B O S pages to come out by about next Monday. Um, and uh or you know sometimes sooner sooner but about next monday it takes me about a week to get them all dialed in and then you'll have those and uh yeah join us with uh join us in doing all that stuff it's it's fun yeah they're turning out and, really cool uh, we've got a lot of stuff out there
1: yeah and yeah. our our next uh our next podcast is gonna be on uh, a deep dive into thor
0: yeah we're uh, we're going we're going north so you're gonna hear a little bit more out of my face mostly because like off the top of my head i can tell like five classic Thor tales at a minimum. <laughs> like, yeah, those. those are, this is my wheelhouse is, is Norse mythology. Those are, those are my people. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be really cool. It's going to be really cool. Thor is an interesting character to say the least. So, uh, yeah, either way, I've been John Norgrove. This has been Julie Norgrove. This has been The Horn and Cauldron Podcast. podcast. And uh, we will catch you guys on the flip side. Uh, stay witchy, y'all. Thank you.